Welcome to Newest, Latest, Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is Thursday, December 21st, 2017. You can certainly make the case that the biggest story in video games in 2017 was loot boxes. certainly came to a head toward the end of the year as Star Wars Battlefront 2 released, but throughout 2017, I think people talked more about loot boxes than anything else. It seemed like every single game that came out had loot boxes from single-player games like Shadow of Mordor to tons and tons and tons of free-to-play and multiplayer games implementing the new structure that I think I think Hearthstone and Overwatch really popularized toward the end of last year, and it just came to a head in 2017. And that story continues to evolve, and I think 2018 is really going to be the reckoning on loot boxes. We've already seen, as I've talked about here on Newest, Latest, Best, a bunch of lawmakers taking up the cause of loot boxes, and proposing some sort of regulation or oversight on how that works, citing the idea that this is really a form of gambling aimed at children. And I think I think you're going to see some movement on this. And to that end, this morning we're seeing a new set of standards set forth by Apple in their App Store. The brand new set of guidelines that they released has this very interesting new entry. Apps offering quote-unquote loot boxes or other mechanisms that provide randomized virtual items for purchase must disclose the odds of receiving each type of item to customers prior to purchase. So you get to see the odds of any particular item, which is crazy. If you think about the number of items that are usually available for a randomized loot box, there will be, I suppose, now menus in these games where you have to show, I guess you can scroll through all the items and see what your percentage chance is for receiving any one of the items. That's uh, That seems like a pretty intense <laughs> menu for a lot of games. But an interesting way to, I think, make these systems a little more transparent to users and perhaps inform buyers where their dollars are actually going and, and how likely it is for them to get the things that they want. Now, it'll be interesting to see how app developers implement these systems, whether they will bury this information in the app somewhere or if Apple will be more proactive in forcing all that information to be front-facing to the user at the time of purchase. I suspect that there'll be lots of ways to get around this and kind of have it available in the app but not really tell you. It's interesting because uh, China already had regulations back in May of 2017 that were similar, and as a result, Hearthstone in China stopped selling packs of cards altogether. They didn't have randomized 
decks of cards that you could buy, as you can here. Instead, they switched things up and started offering Arcane Dust as the purchasable in-game currency. And then, as you purchase the Arcane Dust, you got, quote-unquote, free packs based on how much dust you purchase. So they kind of sidestepped this issue and said, hey, you're not buying randomized packs. You're buying a thing, and we just gift you randomized packs alongside it. Semantic argument, loophole for sure, but an interesting way that they dealt with that. I suspect this is just the beginning of ways you'll see organizations and governments try to get a handle on this loot box issue because it's not going away. And I think you're going to see more attempts at regulation, more attempts for these storefront owners to try to avoid future entanglements. I think Apple is being proactive here and attempting to get out ahead of this and say, hey, we don't allow this kind of behavior on our site, on our storefront. I think I think you're going to see a lot more of this, and I wonder if it's going to be good for the industry or bad. Yes, it's award season. We're talking games of the year. Everybody's talking games of the year. But the Steam Awards do it differently than anybody else. And the Steam Awards start today. If you're not familiar with how the Steam Awards works, during the most recent Steam sale, Valve allowed players to both pick categories and nominees. And today they announced all of the categories. There are 13 in total. And voting starts in one category per day starting today until January 2nd. And the categories are phenomenal, and I love these awards because they're not like everybody else. They are much, I think, much more unique, much more interesting, and I'm going to run through some of these because they're so great. There's the Choices Matter Award, games that give you cool choices, uh, which is really what interactivity is all about. I think that's a great idea for an award. So the Choices Matter nominees are The Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt, Divinity Original Sin 2, Life is Strange Before the Storm, Walking Dead, A New Frontier, and Dishonored 2. There's the Mom's Spaghetti Award. If you think about Mom's Spaghetti, oh, you get so excited. Mom's making spaghetti tonight? I can't even breathe because I'm so excited. My heart's pounding, my blood's racing, I'm almost terrified that I'm not going to make it home to get Mom's Spaghetti. So these are games that make you feel like that. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Outlast 2, Resident Evil 7, The Evil Within 2, and Alien Isolation. Labor of Love Award. This is a game that's been out for a while, but the team still updates it, still puts in that new content and new energy into the game uh, because it's a labor of love. So that's Team Fortress 2, Warframe, Titan Quest Anniversary Edition, Path of Exile, and Crusader Kings 2. Then the Suspension of Disbelief Award, which is games that have just ridiculous elements in them, but somehow it works. Saints Row 4. Goat Simulator, South Park, The Fractured But Whole, Rocket League, and Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. There's also the World is Grim Enough, Let's All Just Get Along Award. <laughs> Games that have a little rosier outlook and aren't all just violence, violence, violence. Stardew Valley, Cities, Skylines, Slime Rancher, Abzu, To the Moon. The No Apologies Award, this is a game that has flaws, but you still love it. It's a, it's a diamond in the rough. Rust, Mountain Blade Warband, 
Hunipop, Gothic 2 Gold Edition, and The Witcher Enhanced Edition, The Witcher 1. There's the Defies Description Award, which is, uh, you know, something you can't describe. A game that you just have to play. I can't tell you even what it is. Gary's Mod, The Stanley Parable, Pony Island, Antichamber, and Doki Doki Literature Club. How great are these awards? How great are these categories? I mean, this is the way to do an award. The Cry Havoc and Let Slip the Dogs of War Award, which is basically games that make you feel totally OP, that you're just rampaging and you're this god destroying everything. Just Cause 3, Total War, Warhammer 2, Broforce, Red Faction Guerrilla Steam Edition. God, I love that game. Middle Earth Shadow of War. The Haunts My Dream Award, which is not so much the game haunts your dreams, but that you cannot stop thinking about this. A compulsion, a game that gets under your skin and you have to play it nonstop. Counter-Strike Global Offensive, Dota 2, Dark Souls 3, Factorio, and Sid Meier's Civilization 6. There's the Soul of Vitruvius Award, which uh, references the Vitruvian Man from Leonardo da Vinci's uh, famous drawing. And this is, uh, I guess, games where you learn about humanity or they talk about humanity or you sort of evolve into something greater than yourself. Near Automata, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, I Am Bread, and Bayonetta. Then there's the Whoa Dude 2.0 Award, <laughs> which is described simply as the fear and loathing in Las Vegas of video games. I think you can read between the lines here and say it's games that you play while on a substance, perhaps. Hotline Miami, Luna, Antichamber, CPU Invaders, and The Evil Within 2. There's an award for the best soundtrack. Near Automata, Crypt of the Necrodancer, Undertale, Cuphead, and Transistor are the nominees there. And finally, the Even Better Than I Expected award, which is all about how a game exceeds your expectations. Assassin's Creed Origins, Cuphead, Call of Duty World War II, Hollow Knight, and Sonic Mania. So there are your Steam Award nominees. Not a just plain best game of the year award in the bunch, but how much better are these unique, interesting awards? And even better, I think they surface a much wider variety of games because the awards are so unique and interesting. There is, I think, a larger number of nominees here total, and the kinds of games you get surfaced across all of Steam, not just stuff that was released this year, just everything, everything great. So kudos to the Steam Awards. 